0: This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. We love you. If you love us, you can show it. Not with flowers or gifts, but simply by rating and reviewing us wherever you find your podcasts. Please do that. But first, listen to this. We have tried, we have played, we have also lost some unnecessary balls... When Romelu Lukaku left Manchester United to join up with Inter Milan, I'd guess one of the things he was probably looking forward to was not hearing the old Trafford crowd calling him fat or singing songs about the size of his cock. What he probably wasn't prepared for was what was going to be shouted at him from the stands instead. On the left side, the funny football show. Just before this international break, during Inter Syria AG game against Cagliari, The big Belgium was subject to monkey chants from the opposition fans. It's disgusting, it's shameful and it's shocking. But maybe not quite as shocking as the reaction from an Inter Milan fan group. Far from defending their new summer signing, in an open letter to Lukaku published by the group Curva Nord, they claimed that the abuse directed at their new man was not in fact racist in any way. We understand that it could have seemed racist to you, but it's not like that. Please consider this attitude of Italian fans as a form of respect for the fact they are afraid of you for the goals you might score against their teams and not because they hate you. Uh, They are racist. Even if the chanting wasn't racist, I've got a feeling that that accent might have been. (laughs) But seriously, an act of respect. I'm not buying that. And if you are, then go into work tomorrow and call your boss a knobhead and see if you can get away with the same excuse. Oi, knobhead. Get out of here. In a similar way to how hanging out a van door and shouting... (laughs) Nice jugs. I'd love to have a go on those melons is sexual harassment and not, in fact, a way to show support for the feminist movement by showing considered appreciation for the female form, this is most certainly not a mark of respect being shown to a black footballer. Interestingly, in the same week, Inter have chosen to launch their third kit, which, ironically, is black. But at least the club now know if the fans start to really slag it off on Twitter it means they actually love it. The positive here is that as a result of these events, Syriac is now launching an anti-racism initiative in Italy. It's just crazy that that's something that even has to be considered in 2019. But at least here in good old England, we don't have to put up with that kind of racist mindset, eh? So let's just put it to one side, chill out for a bit and watch some sky sports. 19, why have the sold them? Personally, a slight alarm bell going off in my head, I think there'll be other issues there, I don't know, it's as if they're, go on, we don't care how good he's going to be, you can take him, which would suggest off the field activities are not the best, it's because there's something not quite right with him. Oh for fuck's sake. Yes, it would appear that the angry Scottish Sky Sports caveman-in-residence, Graham Souness, doesn't like Everton's new striker Moise Keane for exactly the same reason that he doesn't like Paul Pogba. (coughs) I'm not going to say what that reason is, but I think we can all agree it's not because they are young or rich or footballers. Although all those factors probably do contribute in some way or another. How dare a club sell a player without any intention of buying him back at some point? I mean, Liverpool constabulary should probably consider banging him up behind bars just as a precaution. Who knows what he's going to do? Let's forget for a minute the motives behind these completely unfounded claims and consider this. Soonus is a man who is paid a considerable amount of money to talk about football. Here instead of doing a bit of research and maybe referring to Juve's need to reduce their wage bill to comply with FFP or the limited time on Keane's contract meaning they needed to cash in now to make any return or even the limited negotiating powers because of these factors that means it would have been hard to insert a buyback clause in the transfer but instead of referring to any of that He just picked lazy speculation that there was probably off-field issues. The only off-field issue I can imagine Keane having is if he were to bump into Souness and a load of his buddies burning crosses and wearing pillowcases on their head on a Saturday night. Incidentally, when in Italy, Keane was also subject to racist abuse from the same Calgary fans as Romelu Lukaku he must be absolutely delighted that he's been shown the same level of respect over here. Meanwhile, as the international break rumbled on with all the excitement of a Michael Owen autobiography and England managing to make even a 4-0 win look dull, at least the Premier League was doing its very best to keep us all entertained. Manchester United announced the news that every red had been waiting for and despite a very middling start to the season under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer they managed to lift fans' spirits by announcing a new official electrical styling partner at last something to celebrate at Old Trafford this truly is a new dawn it's amazing Every time I think Manchester United have exhausted every single avenue of commercial dealings, they manage to find another one. Right now, the club has in place official sponsors for... (sighs) Kit, aircraft, tyres, wine, booze, online streaming, parcel delivery, lubricants, digital transformation, whatever that is, computer games, glasses, hotels, coffee, pillows, leisure hardware, financial trading, watches and jeans. And that's not even including the usual things like shirt sponsors. It's... Amazing, but it's not as amazing as the player they chose to launch their new styling partner with. Because nothing says electrical hair straighteners, beard trimmers, and other such gear as former no nonsense centre back Dennis Irwin now does it. It's like asking Dean Saunders to front a safer driving campaign. If you ask me, football clubs should really just limit, slim down their commercial partners, and just pick brands to work with that really make sense. So Arsenal could take sponsorship from Fiat. They're capable of looking pretty snazzy, but they're liable to stop working and fall apart at any given moment. Everton could be sponsored by Dyson Hand Dryers. Cost much more money than they really should, and at the end of the day, they just blow. And Watford should sort some kind of deal with a revolving door company because the door at the Vicarage Road manager's office right now just keeps on spinning. The Watford board are clearly very aware they have a high turnover in the dugout right now because this week when they sacked Javi Gracia just four games into the new season, instead of getting in a brand new boss, they just went back to the guy they sacked a couple of seasons ago with Chico Sanchez-Flores stepping back into the manager's brogues. Flores now becomes Watford's 12th boss in a decade after Gracia only managed one point from his first four games of this season, which led to a pretty amazing stat, tweeted by at Rich Jolly. Graham Taylor managed Watford for more games... Than Brendan Rodgers, Malky Mackay, Sean Dyche, Gianfranco Zola, Giuseppe Sanino, Oscar Garcia, Billy McKinley, Slavica Jokanovic, Kiki Sanchez-Flores, Walter Mazzari, Marco Silva and Javi Grazia. Combined. Given the evidence of that record, it's maybe not that surprising that Gracia got the boot. The manner in which they did give him the boot might have been slightly surprising, however. Firstly, they picked the first half of England's match versus Bulgaria to make the announcement. Either they were trying to bury the news or they were just as bored as the rest of us. And secondly, it took them just 30 minutes to announce the replacement. 30 minutes? It takes me longer to boot up a game of football manager than it does them to find a new football manager. I for one just hope that, given the recent record, Flores keeps his CV up to date. Because I'm not sure he's going to be around for very long. Right now, there is only one job with less job security than being Watford manager, and that's being a Tory MP. That's it for now. We are finished for today's On The Left Side. I've been Jim. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, you can rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts. We really appreciate that. And if you hit subscribe, we promised you the next time we have a brand new episode out, you will get it straight away. See you later. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson.